Good day, good day, good day to all. Good day to all. This is Agents of Chaos, code name Agents of Chaos, episode five. I want to thank for everybody who's been giving us so much love and support these past couple of episodes. We have been able to hit 150 downloads, Lord Leonard. That's big one five zero one five zero. The one five zero. Say hello to the people, sir. It's it's your boy, Lord Leonard. Peace, love, and unity. <laughs> Billy. Yes, peace, love, and unity, man. Billy, we Billy. need more of that in our society. So, but, but, see, 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 I didn't tell you. You can't be using the get red voice, and then you ain't even trying to. Bring back the get. I, I I like to get pissed off with the get wet voice, you know. No, see, 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 see. Uh, certain topics get the get wet voice, but a topic like what we're about to cover today, mm. uh, you got to be very serious. I have to give them the uh-huh. dignified voice. But really? if they want to, they can get that Luther Vandross. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, before we move on, we have to take this time out to thank Genius Radio. Chemist Digital, Chemist.net, Kenneth Monker, for their continued support for Agent of Chaos. Look out for us on those platforms. The only Bahamian streaming platform that plays the music for the people. That's Agents of Chaos available on Genius Radio. Also now available on Apple Podcasts. Did y'all hear that? We are on Apple Podcasts. Link is in the show notes. Go and support your brethren. Go and become an agent on Apple Podcasts. And guess what? And tell us right now. Leonard Show, <laughs> the Limitless Podcast, or Limitless with Lord Leonard now, is also on Apple Podcasts. So guess what? Boop, when, lick shot. Lick shot, lick shot. So guess what? When y'all run, you're talking about Bahamians ain't putting out quality content. Stop y'all bullshit. Stop it. Stop it. Y'all got two. Rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Hogwash, hogwash. Because y'all got two of the newest, hottest, and most fearless premier podcasters in your presence right now. So go and support Agents of Chaos, Limitless Podcast on... Apple Podcast. We're doing big things, you know. Yeah, man. Limitless with Lord Leonard. Search up Limitless with Lord Leonard. That's Uh, right. You'll see it. You'll see it. You know, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's that's right. We'll be right next to Ages of Chaos. That's good good stuff. Neighbors, you see? Neighbors. Neighbors. That's right. That's right. And and real neighbors and real community support one another. Congratulations, Brother Leonard. Thank you, man. And congratulations, too. Thank you, Saul. Appreciate it. (laughs) Now, Lord Leonard and I had an opportunity to go in and interview one of the most respected businessmen in Grand Bahama, one of the most... This side of the Mississippi. Ah? And we ain't even there to Mississippi, but this side of the Mississippi. This side of the Mississippi. (laughs) Respected businessman, respected um, religious leader. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very, Mm -hmm. very respected. And and you don't find too much of them these days because he actually... um, Anyway, let me get number. Let me see. Let he me, don't let me take try. the church money. He got his own thing. He don't take the church money, and then he don't engage in other nefarious activities. My last <laughs> joke. But you know, <laughs> uh, that, that's neither here nor there. Exactly. But hey, <laughs> but I have had the opportunity to call this gentleman one of the best friends I have in life, and he's been a mentor to me. Sometimes a spiritual advisor. Um, I remember first meeting him, and I said to him. You know, yes, persons may come to you and expect you to, you know, give them money. Mm -hmm. But that's not what I want. I want the knowledge. Mm -hmm. 
And to this day, that's still only what I want the, from him, knowledge, understanding, and for him to pass on, pass it on to me so mm-hmm. that I too can one day pass it on to someone else. So we had a chance to interview Mr. Michael Garvey, um, proprietor of Garvey's Tools and, Equip- uh, Garvey's Tools and Equipment Rental on Queens Highway and the pastor for New Life Christian Church in West End, Grand Bahama. So coming up next would be that interview with Lord Leonard, myself, Ruckus Man, and Mr. Michael Garvey. So stay tuned for that. With us today is our co-host. First off, we have Agent Lord Leonard Burroughs. Lord Leonard. Lord Leonard. Peace, love, and unity to all. Really? That's it? Yeah, that's it. We ain't messing with the Get Best voice today. Not today, not today. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, if for those of you that are looking out for Agent Duane, she is out on special assignment. She will come back and give us a report when she is done. And our special guest today is. I like to call him the best friend, not just I have in Grand Bahama, but the best friend I have in life. He's been a mentor to me. He's been sometimes a spiritual advisor to me. He is a well-respected businessman in the community, and he is also one of the well-respected religious leaders in our community. Mm -hmm. I want to welcome to the show today, Mr. Michael Garvey, proprietor of Garvey's Tools and Equipment Rental on Queens Highway. Welcome to the show, sir. Good afternoon to you and good afternoon to all that are out there in radio land. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, you all know on this show that I tend to be a little free with my mouth. But uh, seeing as that I have my mentor with me today, I will try to rein it in. Notice the key word is try. But let's see how that goes. Mr. Leonard, let the people know what you've been up to lately, sir. Well... You guys can keep your ass off for Limitless with Lord Leonard. It's right now, it's currently on Google Podcasts, and we have just got approved to be on Apple Podcasts. So you can go there, like, and, and subscribe. Every like, subscribe, download, share, it all matters, and it all helps. Yes, it does. So look up for the Limitless Podcast, again, on your favorite uh, podcasting platforms and also online. Thank you again to Simplecast for allowing us to host our podcast online. Do biblical and religious principles still apply to everyday Bahamian living in 2020 Bahamas, in the 21st century? Um, before we even get into the actual questions and everything, I'd like to get everyone's views on that. I want to start with you, Lennon. Does religious principles... Spiritual principles coming from Christianity, do they still apply to our everyday lives here? I, whew, well, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Um, I would definitely say yes. Um, being a person of a Christian background, mm-hmm. um, principles in itself apply to everyday living. So if you can apply uh, biblical principles to your life, it, I, would, I would assume it makes your life even better. Um, be, be, be sure about that? Yeah. You sure Prin- now? Principle one, train up a child in the way he should go. Mm-hmm. He's only not depart from it. That's a principle. You know? Paying your tithes. That's a principle. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it, there are principles that still, I believe, that mm-hmm. can be applied today. Okay. All right. Jonah, there's a little, there's a little, little shakiness in your voice now. 
Shaking. There's a little shaking. There's a little shaking. <laughs> in your voice now. <laughs> now. You put me on the spot, so I had to come. Well, you, you know this, but we just gonna be talking about today now. Come on, nigga. Yeah, but yeah, it still applies. It still applies to, in my point of view. It applies. Okay. Well, Mr. Garvey, what are your thoughts on that? I would agree and disagree with the young man. I believe that biblical principles do apply. However, religious principles don't. Religious principles never apply. Biblical principles and the religious principles are two totally different things. Mm. So if you want to talk about the principles of Christianity, there are only two basic principles. Mm. That's to love the Lord God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So I would say, yes, biblical and Christian principles still do apply. However, religious principles, the principles of the letter of the law, you can't dress like this, you can't look like this, you can't go here, you can't do this. No, they don't apply. Well, before we even Ooh. move on then, um, Mr. Gabi, kind of break down for us, if you will, the difference between religious principles and spiritual principles. Because I'm, I'm not entirely sure Bahamians understand the difference between the two. No, religious principles are man-made. Okay. Um, biblical principles or spiritual principles are those that come directly out of the word of God. Mm. Um Christianity simplifies it. First of all, let me let me clarify uh, that the Jews, uh, the Muslims, and Christians all worship the same God. Mm. We all have the basic same principles, mm -hmm. but it's man that took those things out of the Bible and added a lot of other things, as in dress code, as in the way you're supposed to act. Notice I stress the word act okay. when you're in church or when you're out on the street. But the biblical principles, or let's just say the Ten Commandments, let's go with those first of all. Mm -hmm. You would have to say that the Judean Christian principles permeate every section and every facet of our society. Okay. Um, I, I didn't quite look at it like that. Because, you know, I, I was, personally, I was a little tired of the churchy shit. Sorry, I was a little, I was a little tired of the churchy crap. You know what I mean? But, you know, all right. It was never broken down to me like that before. Um, before we move on, I do want to spend a little bit more time talking with Mr. Gavi about his experiences, the past, where he came from, what's his connection to Grand Bahama. So, Mr. Gavi, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, I, I was born here in West End. and I was raised in uh, between Compton and Long Beach, California. After staying there for some 30 odd years, I came back home and from there, I started a business and we started a ministry down in West End and everything has been going full force. And I'd have to say they have been going full force because I stick to Bible principles mm. and not religious principles. Mm. As a young man said, principles like paying your tithe and what's not, those are things that are practiced by every Christian or should be. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the stuff, the acting and me being a certain way and having to do this and having to do that, um, I just don't subscribe to those kind of things. Of course, I try to conduct myself as a Christian, but as far as a religious person is concerned, no, I don't. I don't go that way. Okay, all right, Mr. Lennon, anything you want to add? Nope. Let's get to the questions. Let's get to the questions. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, um, question number one. Let me move my laptop over here so I can get a little better view of what these questions is. All right. But I, I think we actually kind of question number covered question one because it was tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Mm. Garvey. <laughs> question number two: What made Michael Garvey want to become a pastor? I, I, I 
from my experience, those who desire to get that title mm -hmm. often fall. However, I never had a desire. It was more appointed. I was teaching a Bible study down at St. Peter's Baptist Church. Can I say the name of the church? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get sued. <laughs> no, I was teaching a Bible study down at St. Peter's Baptist Church, and the pastor and I didn't see eye to eye on certain things. So mm -hmm. I went away from teaching the Bible study. From there, people started coming down to my house to get the Bible study. One thing led to another, and I continued on. I, it, it should be noted also that my father has been pastoring for well over 50 years now. Mm. So I guess I'm following in his footsteps also. Um, I do want to ask a follow-up question in that regard. Um, you mentioned that uh, there was a disagreement. Yes. Do, could you, do you care to elaborate on the nature of the disagreement? It wasn't a doctrinal disagreement. I think it was more prideful. Uh -huh. And it was the Bible study that I was teaching started to grow. And we had other people coming from other churches specifically for that Bible study. Um, they weren't coming to Sunday services, but they would come to the Bible study. Mm. And then other people wanted to give their lives to the Lord through the Bible study. So I believe that started to be a problem. It's amazing how plenty of churches in this country start off like that, eh? Mm. I, 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 I see you looking out the window, Leonard. He's speaking facts. He's speaking <laughs> facts. I've been, I've been a part of so many. Um, it, 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 it makes me sound um, like I jumping from church to church, but I've been a part of so many different churches um, where I see that very same thing happen. Mm -hmm. Pride. You're the leader, right? Mm -hmm. right. And someone comes under you. Right. And they, they take on your grace. Mm -hmm. And along with your along with your grace that they take on, they have their own grace that God gave that God gave them, their own gifts, their own uh, blessings and things like that. Mm -hmm. And they utilize that for the betterment of the kingdom of God, not the betterment of your church. Mm -hmm. Because when you move from betterment of the church mm -hmm. and and for adoration of the kingdom of God, but to better to further the gospel of Jesus Christ, things happen. Mm -hmm. And it's just because People aren't coming to Sunday class or Sunday mass or Sunday service or whatever, but they're coming to youth meeting. Mm -hmm. They're coming to a Bible study mm -hmm. where the person that's leading these different sectors of church, the Bible, the Bible study leader, the, the youth leader and things like that. And, and people, people are drawn to them. Mm -hmm. They're moving in a, in a way that's no longer religious. They're moving by the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. The leader then becomes jealous because he feels now that you want, his title. Yes. I, I, okay, no. but, 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 but let me ask this question then. Because for me personally, when I see that, that doesn't necessarily endear me to the church. Like, I don't want to be in that church. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be in that. So, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not only the only one that feels that way, but is it, what's the word I'm looking for? Am I, am I expecting too much when I see that scenario playing out over and over again in the church and I just back off and say, you know what? All y'all kiss my behind, I ain't coming to church. I, th I think it all depends on what you're looking for. Because if you're looking for a relationship with God, humans doesn't matter. Hmm. The Bible says the arms of flesh will fail you every time you your own. Hmm. And that's a fact. So I never tend to look at people. I'm not disappointed with the church that was there nor am I disappointed with the pastor. The fact of the matter is, is I don't put anyone up on the pedestal, but mm. God, remember now, thou shalt have no other God before For me. me yeah. He didn't say you shouldn't have any other gods. He said, don't have any before him. Mm. So that's the only thing I actually look for. If you're teaching sound doctrine, 
I'll mm-hmm. sit down and I'll listen. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a bunch of foolishness, I got better things to do with my time. Yep. Okay. And that's it in a nutshell. But looking at people, if you follow every pastor, including myself, around on this island, you will see him do or say things that's not right. That's mm-hmm. just it. I mean, the Bible teaches that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So I don't look perfection for perfection in any man. Mm-hmm. However, I do look perfection in the word of God, and I can always find it there. Okay. All right. I understand that. That's clear as day, clear as day. But all right, me personally, I, I, I don't like. I told um, on the Limitless podcast, like I told uh, Minister Pinda, mm-hmm. um, when we was covering controversy in Christianity, I don't, I don't put a pastor on a pedestal, but to carry that title, I expect something of you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't that mean though? Because the you get on a pedestal somehow. <laughs> it ain't gonna be by my standard. Okay. You no, know, if you fall, that's your business. It ain't gonna hurt me. Okay. But I but at the end of the day, you're a pastor, you're a quote unquote my leader. Mm-hmm. And you should conduct yourself as a leader. Mm. I understand you're human, you can have your faults and all this. I'm not I'm not hitting you for being human. Mm-hmm. I'm hitting you for where you decide to step out of who you're supposed to be or who you're used to being and get out of character. But mm-hmm. that's so that's still using him on the pedestal. Let me ask you this. If I was your brother mm. and you saw me slipping, what would you do? I don't, I don't have a word with you. Okay. So if we're brothers in Christ, whether mm. I carry the title pastor and you carry the title usher, it should be the same principle. You should still be able to step out and give me a hand. My father used a very interesting analogy. He said the Christian army is the only army known to kill its own wounded. Wow. That's what he's saying. Joke my grandma talk to me. So my my whole thing, what what, what I'm trying to say is this. Just like as pastor, Mm -hmm. I would be, I don't know, expected to understand and have mercy and grace and pray about the situation. Because I carry that title pastor doesn't mean that I'm a better person or better Christian than you. Mm-hmm. Because I talk, the, the, the title pastor is associated with someone who can guard the, guide the flock and somebody who can interpret God's word and preach and teach from the Bible. But we're all the same when it comes in church. I, mm-hmm. I, I carry my members like that. My, my dad told me to be careful on letting people put you on a pedestal mm-hmm. because if you fall and you're up high, everybody's going to step out the way mm-hmm. and talk about <laughs> how you fell and hit the ground. You, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I'm down here with you guys and I go to slip, then you're going to reach out and try to catch me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of other pastors need to catch that mm-hmm. because we let the title go to our head. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you look in your church membership, you'll be surprised that you'll find people that know that scripture better than you. Mm. You'll find people that probably uses more prayer time than you do. Mm. So we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's the way I look at it. If you see me slipping, catch me. Don't let me fall and talk about me. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> that's going to block people, block payments for you right now. <laughs> that black rap syndrome. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I actually, you've mentioned some things, Mr. Garvey. I do want to come back to that, but um, let's move on. Uh, the third question I have is, what are the principles you found applicable, um, starting with your personal life and then moving on into your business life? What are some of the main principles that stuck out for you that you have seen manifest? Okay, first I want to say this. The entire world agrees with the Judean Christian principles that are in the Bible. All over the world, even in communist China, where they claim they don't believe in God, lying, stealing, 
mm. murder, mm. still wrong. Yes. Okay, so those basic or those Ten Commandments are written in stone. Okay. Those, it's not up for debate. Mm. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm. Um, I would say, Ruckus, you're probably one of the most honest people that I've met. Thank you, sir. And you're very moral when it comes to your morality. You don't, you don't, certain lines you won't cross. No. So right there, you're agreeing that those Christian principles still do apply today. As yes. far as I'm concerned, treating people decent. That would be the one thing that I try and strive to do. Like I said, there's only two commandments we have as Christians. If you want to go by the Torah or if you want to go uh, by, if you want to be a Muslim. By the Quran, those things, yeah. By the Quran, those things are cool, but it just takes a whole lot to meet the mark there. Mm. What Christianity does is simplify the whole process by giving you two commandments. I try to always have a love and respect for God. Mm. Right? And I try to love my neighbor as I love myself. In other words, I'm not going to do anything to you that I wouldn't want done to me. And for the most part, people treat me decently like I treat them decently. Mm. So that and then, of course, the principles of tithing as far as the business is concerned, give mm. and they'll be given back to you. Mm. Now, I'm not a prosperity person. I don't uh. really subscribe to that doctrine at all. Ooh. But I do know that <laughs> if you give, it will, I've seen it work in my life and I, I've seen it work in a lot of other Christians' lives. The thing is, is the motive that you give in. If you're giving just to get something, a lot of us have ASU mentality. Mm -hmm. You want to get $5 and get 500 back. It doesn't work like that. No. But if you're giving on the constant, I can say it to be perfectly honest with you. In 21 years I've been home, mm -hmm. I've been actually practicing Christianity. And a part of that practice of Christianity is tithing. And I can say I've never been let down. Bills have always been paid. Family's always been fed. Mm -hmm. Have always had what I want when I wanted it. No, but everything is taken care of. As a Bahamian society, um, what is it then that we are missing? Because, like you mentioned, a lot of them have a, the ASU mentality or the, you know, the genie in the bottle mentality. Let me rob the lamb, God will appear, I'll ask for my wish, and then it's granted. Then when it's not granted, that's a problem. Mm. So what is it that society is missing? Active teaching, correct teaching. Mm -hmm. Because that genie in the lamp mentality comes from the prosperity doctrine. Now, I know <laughs> that I'm going to get myself in problems here, but I have to say it. It's more, as far as, as, far as money goes, mm -hmm. there's principles in the Bible that are taught. And if you're not following all those principles, you have principles on saving, you mm -hmm. have work ethics. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again. Work ethics, that's, mm -hmm. a big, that's a big principle that's missed by many Christians here. Mm. The Bible teaches work ethics. They teach that you don't work for eye service when the boss is watching. You're supposed to work like you're working for God who's always watching. Mm. You know something? If you need every, to tell that to national insurance. <laughs> definitely. Road traffic. If every Christian followed those principles, there would be nothing but Christian managers and supervisors working in every business here on this island and in the Bahamas. Mm. If we followed those work ethics, ethics and saving. Ethics in borrowing and lending. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so if you're working all those together, then you'll pretty have, pretty much have a successful financial life. But if you're doing the genie and the lamp, I'm going to put $5 in the collection plate mm -hmm. and magically 5000 is going to appear. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. I, I do want to touch on the, the, the biblical pr principle of borrowing and lending. Um, we certainly live in a society, um, like was mentioned in show four, uh, Lord Leonard. Persons don't necessarily borrow with sense. They no. they, they, they they feel like there's this 
I don't know, magic land of cash that they can pull from. And somehow the Lord is going to help them pay back this money if they have to pay it back at all. Mm-hmm. So could you touch on that a little bit? Well, first you have to learn how to speak Bahamian. If someone's trying to borrow from you personally, I've learned that borrow is a synonym and it means give me. <laughs> so when they said, let me borrow $20. <laughs> don't, expect it, don't expect, expect it back. Don't expect it back. But I mean, a rule of thumb, you shouldn't borrow for anything that you want. You should only mm-hmm. borrow for something that you need. Okay. And I wouldn't borrow for anything that... Uh, depreciates in value mm. like a car or something like that mm-hmm. i'd stay away from doing that unless everything else is taken care of and then simple math you got to know your own personal cash flow you cannot be spending more out than you have coming, coming in, in. Mm-hmm. and then also you need to read the fine print um, they tell you each bank that loans you money is obligated to tell you and show you how much interest you're going to be paying back the average person that would borrow $15,000, so let's say $20,000, is going to pay $8,000 back to the bank. Mm. Twenty for $28,000. Mm. If you start thinking of it like that, then you'll kind of back off. And mm. patience is another thing that we lack in the Bahamas. Okay. Because if you were to save money, you can end up buying some of the things that you borrow for. Mm-hmm. The dirty word when it comes to financing, seeing that this is a PG show, mm-hmm. music, <laughs> is credit cards. Okay. 18% interest. You guys need to focus on those. Now, if, if you're focusing on these things and you're adding biblical principles to your borrowing and your spending and your money and your, and putting the work ethics in there, you, you wouldn't run into any problems. If not, you know, covetedness is another problem. Yeah. yeah. Ruckus buy a new car. I go into the bank and I get, I mean, this is my behavior. Right? I go into the bank and I can get me one too. No, just because he has a car, you don't know what Ruckus did to get that car. Mm. He could have been saving for the past 10 years for all you know. Mm. But we go get in debt. If someone has a big house, we want a big house. If someone has this, we want this. So just know your limitations. Wow. Okay. Wow. Anything you want to add or ask, Brother Leonard? Yeah. Um, uh, this may cause you get some some backlash for answering this question. Right? Really? 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 <laughs> um, this, this is, I'm talking to Mr. Garvey. Um, concerning the message, message of prosperity. Mm-hmm. I asked this to uh, a pastor and he beat around the bush a lot. But is the message of prosperity a scam? Yes. Well, Ruckus would say yes. I would. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, damn it, yes. I, I would say the message of prosperity has its place, but it's just being taught wrong. Yes, God wants all of his people to prosper. But as I said earlier, there are at least seven principles in the Bible that you have to practice to get that prosperity. Mm. Maybe on another show, we could sit down and go over all seven of those principles. I would, or maybe I would I can give you one principle a day. Okay? <laughs> but there are seven principles that you have to follow in order to prosper. I can tell you this. If you really want to answer that question, you would have to go around and drive up to the houses and look at the cars that the people who are really pushing the message. Oh, man, I didn't see it. Bentley. Okay. So six, he, six bedroom. So, so here's my thing. Okay. I won't, I don't speak evil of dignitaries because the Bible tells me not to. Mm. If that's what they want to do. That's fine. But my thing is, as far as my people are concerned, if we were all following the principles that we were supposed to be following in the Bible, we'd all be doing good financially. Mm. I don't subscribe to the doctrine of prosperity, mm-hmm. but as a pastor, I would have, prospered more than most pastors who are preaching that message. Mm. But I was, I've never delivered a prosperity sermon in my whole career. And I wouldn't say it's a sham. I would just say 
if the Bible only tells you to give 10% of your earnings in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. and then in the New Testament, turn around and say, hey, look, look at your paycheck and give me something in keeping with your earnings. Why would any sensible person sit down in the audience and give love offering, give pastor's offering, give that offering? Mm -hmm. I'm coming to church and I'm giving what God told me to give. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So stuff like that is, is good fundraising tactics, but it's not really good for the people. Mm. Well, that, 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 that kind of then partially answers um, the fourth question, which is, is it fair to say that some of these so-called leaders um, either don't fully grasp the message of the prosper of prosperity, or do they even take the principle of it and manipulate it for personal gain? They grasp what they preach, and what they preach is money. My question is this, is um, it's on the same topic of uh, prosperity. I've been trying to get um, Christian leaders there their thoughts on what's going on in Christianity today. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm covering a topic called controversy in Christianity. Mm -hmm. And to get their thoughts on what's going on with the leadership and things like that and money and things like that. And it almost seems as if it's a forbidden topic to talk about. Like if I come to you and say, Mr. Carvey, what do you think about what Dr. Mahdi Nader did? Mm -hmm. And you tell me, no, I don't want to speak on it. I don't want to speak about her. I don't want to speak about the topic. I don't want to. Like, it seems like if leaders, are, our Christian leaders, are afraid to really voice their opinion and forgive my language, but she didn't. Not, she they didn't shit. They didn't shit. Because <laughs> globally, the world is facing something serious. Mm -hmm. And then there's the economic backlash for all this crap that's going on. Mm -hmm. In this crap that's going on right now, you have leaders telling the people, sow a seed of $2,500, a minimum of $300. Okay, the, the leaders you say are telling the people. Yes. But God didn't tell the people to do that. Herein lies the problem. The problem with Christianity is not so much the leaders, you know. The problem with Christianity is nobody wants to actually pick up the book and see what God is saying to them. They're expecting me to do this study and then come back and tell them that. Well, if mm. they're going to do that, certain people are going to manipulate it so that they can win. Right or wrong. Right. If God says 10% and then turns back around onto Jesus Christ and says, hey, look, I want you to set something inside in keeping with what you make and bring that to church every Sunday and put or on, on your pay Sundays and put that in the plate. Where does the rest of the so $2,500? I've been mm -hmm. in services where uh, the, the pastor would get up and say, if, if, if God told me to tell you, if you put 500 in, you'll get 5,000. You understand what I'm saying? And people actually get up and do it. My thing is, no, God didn't say that in the Bible. God told me if I follow these seven principles, that I'll be all right. I'll have what I need. So it really does sound like some are taking advantage of people's naivete. Yeah, so, some would be. So definitely, they're not. They're not really niggers. They're mm -hmm. not really <laughs> teaching the Bible to keep the people ignorant. Yeah, they're exploiting the Bible for what they want. Now, you guys, I'm not going to point the finger at anybody. No, 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 no. no, no. The, 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 the principle on that is most pastors would avoid calling anyone out by name because the Bible does teach us not to speak evil on dignitaries. And the scripture that deals with that, Michael 
was contending with Satan over the body of Moses. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even speak a reviling accusation against the devil itself. So it's not so much that we're covering each other's behind. It's just a learned principle. God is going to judge that person, which he has, because he's closed down every church during coronavirus. Nationwide. Nationwide. Actually, almost worldwide. Worldwide, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So now we have no choice but to get on the internet or any way we can and preach and teach the word of God. And it'll be Mm -hmm. wrong for us now to demand you have to pay tithes, you have to do this. Well, so many people are laid off and they're using the money. Matter of fact, the church should be doing the major feeding. This is is my point. This is my point. Mm Because All over Facebook, I follow a lot of pastors and things on Facebook. And all over Facebook, you see videos of them. So you see, get your get your get your ties to the church, get this to the church, sow this, sow that. And I'm like, this is the time y'all supposed to be doing for the people. Everybody got laid off. Your job was just to lead. I mean, to to be honest, it does feel like one concerted like hustle effort. You know, it, it, it just feels, you know what it really feels like? Not to get too deep in my past, but it feels like all the dope boys got together and say, look, we can make it drought, then we can make it flood. That's how it feels to me. <laughs> but I mean, you have to take into consideration that there are churches. My church, for one, we have been very active during the hurricane mm-hmm. and during this. The first thing I did is made sure that every member of the church had a nice box of groceries. Yes. And we did that. And. And to be perfectly honest with you, I haven't had to make a call for any of my members to bring tithe in. They'll mm-hmm. find me and say, hey, this is for church. Mm-hmm. But that's because the church is doing something in the community, something I'd be seeing. What I would suggest to you is find a church that has a wonderful outreach program. Mm-hmm. And that's the church you want to be a part of. That is, that is so hard. Like Again, like we discussed, I, have, I rarely see street meetings anymore. Mm-hmm. I rarely see missionary work. I rarely see outreach ministry anymore. Everything is come to church Sunday, come to church Sunday, come to church Sunday. Like, I'm tired of these four walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess God was too, wasn't he? Pardon? Uh-huh. <laughs> did, did that right? I guess God was too. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> because that's our mentality when it comes to God. When it comes to God, most Christians are like this. Okay, I'm going to show up to church on Sunday to be in the presence of God. And when church is over, we're walking out and we told God, we say, look here, Jesus, stay right here. <laughs> Wait for me. I can meet you back here next Sunday. But the thing about it is, is God is not depressed. He's mm-hmm. everywhere all the time at the same time. So he's with you at all times. Mm-hmm. And if we start keeping that, then we'll go. But as far as the issue of prosperity is concerned, like I said, money is the easiest thing in the world to get. Mm-hmm. I can tell you how to get it. That's just my mentality with it. Mm-hmm. If your mentality or your faith tells you, remember, the basic Christian principle is faith. What you believe comes your reality. Mm. And that's the honest to God truth. So if you believe a million dollars is a lot of money, then it's going to become a lot of money to you. Mm. But if you can get your mind to believe that a million dollars is not a lot of money, God is not going to drop it out of the sky to you, but he'll open a whole lot of doors for you. Now it's up to you to step through it or not. And that's the basic when it comes to prosperity. Operating within the word, the Bible, do the seven principles that he taught you and wait for opportunities to come. When I first opened Garvey Tools, I was told that I couldn't do it, that the business wouldn't succeed, or that I don't have drug money, because a lot of Bahamians still believe that drug money fuels most of the businesses here in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't believe that. So I continued to do what I was supposed to do on those seven principles and continue to invest in the business. And Mm -hmm. it's a success to this very day. Yeah, because I mean, it's only what 
15, 18 years later, coffee stools is still here. <laughs> After being told that it wouldn't work. I, mean, I don't know. Garvey, not only is Garvey Tools still here, those principles work across the board. Mm-hmm. Garvey Tools is still here debt-free. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have a bank loan. That Those were all paid off. I sacrificed mm-hmm. and paid them off. Mm-hmm. Instead of buying that big mansion so I could floss like everyone else who hasn't known, and I paid them off. I don't have a mortgage at home. Mm-hmm. That's paid off. Those are big burdens on my shoulders, off my shoulders, especially in times like these, mm-hmm. because I won't really lose anything. Mm-hmm. The bank can't come to me and take it. Mm-hmm. So those all come not from Garvey being this great true businessman. Those come from me following the basic principles of the Bible. I'm going to give you something. Okay. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. My mm-hmm. dad passed this to me. If you can read one of those a day and apply them to your life. Remember Solomon was the richest man to ever walk the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. That's who wrote Proverbs. If you read one a day, it'll tell you how to operate. Wow. Gems. I, as a Gems. matter of fact, I will be downloading the Bible app very soon. Okay. <laughs> I will take that and I will apply that. It even tells you what to look for in a good woman. That's the last hey. one. Hey, hey, hey. After you done got everything, now you can go check out a good woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, you mentioned these principles a number of times, Mr. Gabi. Um, I do believe you mentioned there were seven of them. Seven basic Bible principles. Could, could you could you list off what they are? Um, they would be saving. Mm-hmm. They would be work ethics, mm-hmm. borrowing, mm-hmm. lending, mm-hmm. and tithing. Mm-hmm. That's five of them right there. The other two, you'll have to wait till my book comes out to get. Ah, there you uh, go. Right, 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 right. You heard it, yeah. Wait till the book comes out to get the other two. No, no, the other, the, other, the other two have to do with tithing. Tithing is attitude and tithing. So mm-hmm. that would be a sub. Okay. Uh, and then, then the other has to do with Christian kindness. Mm. Giving to the church and Christian kindness are two different things. And I think that's something that needs to be taught because there's a balance when it comes to that. You just can't give to everyone who acts or you won't have anything. And Jesus made something very, very specific that we all need to listen to. It mm. says, it says, don't give with holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before no, swine. swine. Yep. Mm. No, I'm not trying to call anyone a dog or a swine, but some people will come at you with those same characteristics. Mm. If you use a hog, use a hog. Yeah. <laughs> if you use a dog, use, use a, a dog. dog. You know, and the dog part, the dog one is what you really need to be careful for. Because that's the one who will actually come and take from you mm. and turn around and tear you to pieces. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you need to balance everything out. So I would say actually the seventh would be balance. Mm. And those are the those are the things that you and those are all through the Bible. Okay. All through the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus taught a lot about money. Mm. He did. If you would read the kingdom of heaven is likened to this or likened to that, you need to put those. The biggest the, one of the biggest principles also is counting the costs. Mm. People don't do that. And mm. Jesus says, count the costs. And when he said that, he did he did two monetary principles. Mm-hmm. And one of them was no one builds a tower without first counting the cost. Uh, uh-huh. Do you understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he's telling you to count the cost even before you build your house. It's nice to want a 75,000 foot square foot house. But if you can only afford a 3,000 square foot house, that's what you should build. Sit in it for a while, be debt free, flip it, and you can move on up until you get to that 75,000 foot square house. Mm-hmm. Sound business advice, too. Is, 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 that, is that? There's a reason why I pushed to do this interview, you know, because we ain't get this nowhere else. You know, if you want religion, you have to go to somebody else. I'm, I, I would dare to say I'm not a religious man, I'm a man of faith. I actually believe and was written in the Word of God. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm respectful of everybody. However, mm-hmm. People need to know 
what God is saying to them. And because if you don't know what God is saying to you from his word, anybody can manipulate anything and get you, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, um, I would say that is probably the biggest um, hindrance to us as a society. Um, Mr. Gavi mentioned earlier, everybody wants to be told the word. Nobody wants to go and actually check for yourself. Well, I mean, I'm sorry to have to say it like this, but what did all of our Grammy teach us? When you find an ass, write it. Thank you very much. So, um, one of the things I think I mentioned to you, Leonard, um, on Libinless with Lannis Pinder, I kind of backed off from even some of my family members and people in my neighborhood at the time because I kept hearing the phrase, my pastor say, my bishop say, my deacon say, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, I don't know if that nigga's going to get you into heaven. But anyway. That's I understand. You got to stand before God for yourself. I mean, that's what I understand. Mm-hmm. So... Bishop but, can't get me in heaven. Right? But 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 the, the question then becomes, at least for me, if I was cognizant enough to say, hold on, let me go look at this for myself. Why is it that we feel generally as a society that's not happening? Because I've I've sat in churches, I've heard religious leaders say things that it's like, that's not in the Bible. Even I know that. Come on now. But nobody gets up and says, Mm-mm, that's not there. Everybody's like, yeah, mm-hmm. amen, praise the Lord. Preach pastor. <laughs> why, why, why would we say there's not a, no fact checking that? Okay, because there's very few people who know the facts. Mm. Um, West Angeles uh, Christian Church in Los Angeles, California has a membership of over 5,000 people, I believe, Mm -hmm. in Sunday services. But when it comes to Wednesday night uh, Bible study and prayer meeting, they probably only have around 400 people to show up. Let's think about that. Wow. Okay, we want, a lot of us are looking at the entertainment value in the church. Mm. If I want to be entertained, I'd go turn on Netflix. I'm going to try to learn something Mm -hmm. when I sit in the seat. And I would just encourage everyone to sit down and read the book. Mm. The book is not hard to understand. When you read your Bible, don't turn it upside down and look for some deep spiritual meaning. You read it <laughs> for what it is. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But the average person, they approach it like that. And because they're not getting this huge, deep spiritual revelation, mm-hmm. they get frustrated with the book and they go to the man who's doing the act to make him feel like he's getting that revelation. No, mm-hmm. God's word is facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was taught in, in Bible seminary that we're supposed to let your faith rest on the facts mm-hmm. and let your feelings come and go as Mm. So you have to learn the facts of God's word. Um, uh, that's what I push to everyone. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for me to come to church on Sunday and try to tell you what thus saith the Lord mm. when you have it written right down in your book. If you look, watch this now. Mm-hmm. If you took 15 minutes of Bible reading every day, you'd mm-hmm. finish that book in a year. 15 minutes mm. of Bible reading every day, you'd go from cover to cover. And the time is going to come. When we do stand judgment, if that's what you believe, we will stand before judgment. And one of the questions that's going to be asked is, I gave you 25, 30, 50, 80, 90 years to read my book. Why didn't you? Mm. And no matter Mm. which religious book you read, they're going to all teach you the basic principles of God. Mm. I happen to go with the Bible because, like I say, Christianity is a little bit easier (laughs) to follow than the rest of the religions. How many Bahamians are not going to pray five times a day? Stop what they're doing. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. 
Not gonna happen. Sorry for that. And, and no, once. no, 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 no offense to the Muslim brethren because I know they're hearing this right now. And some of y'all just get a little beside y'all self. No, we ain't dissing y'all. Okay. No, no, I wouldn't diss any religion. I'm, I, I don't talk down or talk about it because, like I said, I've read the Quran, I've read the Holy Bible, and I've read the Torah, mm. and they're basically the same book, only differences. A lot of people don't know Jesus Christ is actually mentioned his virgin birth. Him and his mothers mentioned in the Holy Quran. Yes, it is. So I respect my Muslim brothers. I respect my Jehovah Witness brothers. Mm -hmm. I respect my Catholic brothers. I respect them all. The mm -hmm. thing is, is we're all guiding out the same book. Mm -hmm. And if we can catch those two principles, mm -hmm. to love our neighbor as ourselves, mm -hmm. and to love the Lord God with all our heart, mind, and our soul, you know, religion is about, um, I would say, when I teach, I try to teach this all the time. Right relationships is Christianity. Mm -hmm. A right relationship with God and a right relationship with your fellow man. If mm -hmm. me and I had a good relationship, I'm not going to covet, lie, cheat, steal. Those I'll treat you decently. Yes. So that's all we really need to practice. The rest of the stuff is religion. Garbage. <laughs> Call it for what it is. Garbage. Garbage? You said that. I didn't. <laughs> I said, I said. All that whole extra this and mm -hmm. that and this and that and the performance is garbage okay but okay. I, I want the listeners to know that being a christian is very easy mm. you just have to be real with yourself first mm. thing to thine own self be true secondly mm. like i said just have right relationships don't put anything before you put god mm. anything before you put god mm. and that that should go with all of our lives yes. uh, and try to pe treat people as decent as possible mm -hmm. in any situation if you were to catch somebody red-handed doing something what you need to say to yourself is how would i want to be treated if i were in that situation that's why i don't really have anything negative to say about any other pastor or anyone else because mm -hmm. i would want somebody to have mercy and understanding with me so i try to treat people accordingly so okay. but, but then how, how do we then reconcile the um do unto others uh adage that we find in the bible is i mean i would imagine there are pastors and preachers that put themselves on a pedestal or allow their parishioners to put them on a pedestal so they judge other persons very harshly they may even do wicked things to make sure that the person suffers so are we saying then that they deserve to be treated the same way should their time come i mean it's it's <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, I would treat them the way that I would treat everybody else mm -hmm. with mercy, kindness, and love. Because at the end of the day, I have to look at myself in the mirror. Okay. And because somebody two wrongs don't make a right, because they're doing wrong doesn't mean I should glory at the chance to do wrong. Mm -hmm. you, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. I look at every, see, first of all, I look at everyone, pastor, priest, or common man on the street. Mm -hmm. I look at everyone the same. They are my brother or they are my sister. So, I mean, uh, I think that's what we we actually need to be focused on because if we want to sit down and do a show on the wrongs of Christianity, you would probably, um, uh, as far as pastors and stuff is concerned, you'd probably be able to do 10, 20, 30 Shit. shows. You can go online and you can find a lot of things. But the thing about it is, is love is not supposed to uh, glory in evil, mm. but only glory in good. That's what the Bible says. So if somebody's doing good, yes, amen, praise the Lord. But if they're doing bad, then I need to pray for that person. So I, I'm not going to throw stones at anybody because if you follow me around long enough, you will probably drag me out in the middle of the street and stone me also. <laughs> you know? Now, I, I know we spend a lot of time talking about financial and business and that end, but mm -hmm. well, we also, I would also want to touch on the personal aspect of it. Um, 
are, are we as in when you look out into being in society do we as individuals are we putting the principles forward or are we lacking in certain areas are we outright ignoring some like how, how do you feel about that I, i love the bahamas first of all and i have to say that as one who's traveled many places and one who's lived in many places mm. i would have to say I, i hear a lot of people saying bad things about the bahamas mm. but i would have to say we are one of the most godly countries in the world mm. to this day because certain things we have not bowed down to mm-hmm. uh, you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. um we continue to do what's right now is there wrong in our society yes there are but i think our young people take a bad rap um down in western where i come from if i walk in a crowd of young men it's good morning sir or good evening mm-hmm. sir i mean i've never been disrespected by a young person mm-hmm. in west end mm-hmm. i've no on grand bahama i'd have to say so i i would say that we're more godly uh but people want tend to just pick out the bad mm-hmm. um there we have strong church attendance and most of us have principles that have been passed down to us to us through our mothers our grandmothers and our our grandfathers that that and our fathers that continue to guide our lives okay lenet something does me you disagree no i i completely agree with that okay all right see i converted him no? <laughs> <laughs> no, we do have some disrespect for people in that society but um but respect is where okay I, not meaning to get off topic cuz mm-hmm. as far as the police are concerned okay the police okay. have a big thing on respect mm. but my thing to them would be if there's anyone listening respect is given as respect is given exactly like if you respect me I exactly. respect you but exactly. you can't expect the young people to respect you when you're not only cussing at them mm-hmm. you're older than they are Mm-hmm. So you should be able to communicate to them and cuz now some of these young people will make you want cuss now mm-hmm. don't get me wrong <laughs> but you should be able to deal with the number two. you should be able to know that you have authority if you have authority you're supposed to be better than the person that you're dealing with mm-hmm. um if i disrespect you here on the air you're going to shoot right back at me mm-hmm. but if i respect you then you're going to respect me even if we disagree with something yeah, I agree. and i think the same thing carries over to your christian principles and that goes back to do unto others mm-hmm. as you would have them do one to you. Mm-hmm. If we could just follow that one principle when you're dealing with your fellow man, you know what you're more Christian than you think you are. Mm. Wow. Like is ooh, you got to touch on the police situation. That <laughs> as a whole show so, for as so another true. show for another day. That is so true though. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, right, you right. you can't even answer a question if they ask you a question and you answer them. Me as an adult, mm. they tend to get upset. Yes. And then they have lost faith in the kids. They think that once a kid is a certain age, and he's a certain person that he's going to remain that certain bad person. Mm-hmm. And I beg to differ with that because if they'd known me in California, mm-hmm, they'd say I can never come. <laughs> <laughs> you understand yeah. what I'm saying? People do change and actually actually men make the greatest change when they're in their mid 30s. Mm-hmm. And that's when they actually really start to settle down and take life really serious. Mm-hmm. So I mean I just don't think they're giving a fair shake to the young people. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is they're not willing to do unto others as they mm-hmm. would have them done. Do cuz I would I would imagine if you know even with the officers and expanding that into a lot of the older ones in the community the only difference between what the young people are doing now and what our parents did back in the day 
is social media. That's the only difference. <laughs> Pretty much. That's the only difference. So, I mean, older men should be able to remember, remember a time when they were 17, 18, 19 mm-hmm. and did a lot of shit on this road. Mm-hmm. So why is it that now that you've been on the force, even if you've been on the force for 10, 12, 15 years, you've all of a sudden forgotten that time period? No, well, power crazy. Okay. Uh, I mean, the same, the same principle applies in church, though. Okay. If, if, if the older members that are now sanctified and holy and oh. don't have those temptations that they used to have mm-hmm. when they were younger, mm-hmm. if they can look back and remember what they went through mm-hmm. and are willing to sit down and share it with the younger Christians, mm-hmm. more young people will be coming to church because now they're getting sound advice. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting, they're, they're seeing a transformation. But once we get into class, we seem to want to forget the past. Yes, we are supposed to forget those things which are behind, but we still have a testimony that we have to give. So if you're a Christian now and you use, and you have done time before, mm-hmm. you should be able to tell a younger person, what got you to do that time and how you broke free from that cycle. Okay. Uh, if you're a woman uh, that, that, that have had six different children by six different men, but now you're saved, sanctified and holy, you should be able to tell the young lady that already has two baby daddies how to stop. Mm. This is what happened to me. This is what I went through and this is how I stopped. Mm. But we just seem to be judgmental. And I think that's the biggest problem in our society. Judge ah, not. Ah. Judge not. Yes, you judge. judge. Now, that's not the really scary part of that um, scripture. Mm. The part of the scripture is that's scary is with the same measure, measure. you use, mm. it will be measured out to you. Ah. So if I'm looking at a situation and I use mercy as my measure, mm. then that mercy is going to be given back to me. Mm-hmm. And mercy is something that we all need. Okay. Is it is it is it is it fair to say that um there are those who will take advantage of mercy, kindness, um, undeserved kindness that is meted out to them. Yes. Okay. So is it our place to deal with those kinds of persons? Yeah, you back off. Like I did give you the scripture already. Don't give with holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearl before swine. When you're dealing with a person, you have to, when the Bible says do not judge, it doesn't say don't look at a person and come to a conclusion. Mm. Do not judge means you're evil, you're going to hell. Okay. I just became your judge. Okay. Only God has the right to say that. Okay. Do you understand what I'm right. saying? Yes. Uh, that's what do not judge means in that context that he's speaking. Mm. You're supposed to be able to look at a situation and assess it. Mm. So I know when people are trying to use me because mm. trust me, it happens every day. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I know when people are truly in need. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think a rule of thumb to everybody is if somebody asks you for $20 to borrow it, give that to them real fast. Because when they come back to you for 100 you can say, hey, you still owe me 20 Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> more gems, more gems, more gems. <laughs> so, okay, we, we talked then about society in general. And from society, we got to go a little deeper now. Uh, let's talk about relationship-wise, mm-hmm. um, romantically-wise. Mm-hmm. Um what are the principles you would suggest, Mr. Garvey, we practice amongst ourselves? Because if we're being perfectly honest, at least from where we are at this point in time, we have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, men and women seem not to respect themselves. Mm-hmm. And 
we're at the point where we're always fighting one another. We're always battling one another. We're always trying to put one another down to elevate ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not a dynamic is missing in there. Mm-hmm. So from your standpoint, what is it that we need to kind of shift or readjust? We should readjust first of all the sex. I think we want it too fast. Sorry, fellas, but I'm trying to. Damn it, you. damn it, damn it. All right. Um, when you jump what am in the, I gonna when do? You, when you jump in the bed with a woman, especially if she can ring your bell, mm-hmm. uh, you tend to overlook a lot of warning signs mm-hmm. that would show that this is gonna end in disaster. Okay. You need to get to know that person because sex blurs lines. And that goes on both male and female part. Another thing with sex is sex kills friendships. Because once you start having sex, you both begin to objectify each other. You look at each other as objects. You're basically, can I say this? You're basically a dildo. Pretty much. That can really do it right. So it's hard for me to mess over my friend. Mm. For for a sex partner, I can mess it over. Mm. I can mess them over. So what I'm saying, if you would back up on sex for a minute and sit down and get to know this girl. Y'all go out. Y'all sit down and talk. Y'all do this. Y'all do this. You'll see if she's a gimme girl deep off into the relationship. I mean, early in the relationship, you'll see that. Mm -hmm. Another thing I need to tell people is you can keep up an act for about three months. This is facts. You can't keep it up forever. (laughs) You can't keep past that. You can't. The the real you will start to seep out and the real her will start to seep out. So is this where the 90 day rule comes from? I wouldn't say the 90 day rule. I, I wouldn't put a rule on it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't want to get stoned out here <laughs> in the street. But I'm saying as far as sex is concerned, that should be something that a male or a female is not readily easy to jump into. Mm-hmm. You guys should assess the situation before you dip in. Is that a good way of putting it? Yes, yeah. before you dip in, yes. You know, because you don't know what all comes along with it. Sex is a spiritual act. Mm-hmm. A lot of people need to know that. And mm-hmm. a lot of spirits transfer. And you need to yes. know how many spirits have transferred over to this gal that you're willing to join yourself with. That's number one. Number two, sex in the Bible, as far as God's concerned, he deems sex as the act of marriage for mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And many of us have had hundreds of wives. Some of us have only had one or two. But every woman that you join yourself to in God's eyes, that is your betrothal right there. That is one that you with. So you got to think to be very, very careful on who you're dealing with. Get to know that person. You feeling fe- feeling kind of guilty right now. Mm-hmm. Feeling really guilty right now. I'm not. And then, <laughs> and then, then, then too, you need to understand what you're looking for and what she's looking for. Are you guys looking for marriage? Because if you're looking for marriage, you're looking for something to last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Divorce is something that uh, is very strenuous and it makes you feel really guilty at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I've known, I've gone through it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that makes you feel like a huge failure to stand in front of God and to say, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, now the teaching on that is if God can forgive for every other sin, he can also forgive for that as far as the divorce is concerned. Because I know the people are going to throw stones and say, no, you're not supposed to be a pastor if you're this or if you're that. But the teaching on that is if God can forgive you for lying, cheating, and stealing. If God can forgive you for lying, cheating, and stealing, then he certainly can forgive you for every other aspect. There's nothing you can be un- not forgiven for except for blaspheming the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is knowing that God exists, knowing what he's done in your life, and then turning around and saying there's no God. Mm-hmm. Other than that, everyone, like a, everyone in Fox Hill can be forgiven. It sounds like a lot of y'all ideas in trouble. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> so... 
letter was there anything you wanted to add anything you wanted to, I mean you just say I need a get wet voice he's speaking truth <laughs> this is my truth he's speaking it I have no objections <laughs> okay 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 I think I think if we can actually simplify the whole process and start mm-hmm. actually really teaching the people what they need to hear start getting them familiar with their book and start mm-hmm. letting them know that hey you're going to make mistakes but the thing is you have to get up and you have to keep on keeping on mm-hmm. and if we can actually really love one another christianity will have a bigger impact on the bahamas mm-hmm. itself because there's a lot of wrong out there mm-hmm. so why don't you try being the right person okay well now i do have a question then um and i'm not trying to rebut anything you've said so mm-hmm. but are we at the point in in the stream of time right now where that's just a bit too late reason why I ask is um if you follow christianity and you believe that an end is coming mm-hmm. um was it first timothy 3 1 through 5 speaks of all these different things that would be happening mm-hmm. some of them are very societally based mm-hmm. um love of the many will cool off mm-hmm. people will be lovers of themselves um, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god um declaring uh what is it um having a form of godly devotion but denying the power within mm-hmm. so if these things are supposed to happen how is it then that we can even exercise these principles to some measure degree of success I mean I think time wise the bible is kind of ambiguous when it comes to the second coming because the people back in 19 
Dead and pressure rise first and we who are remaining all visible to be gone. The Bible said things are going to get so bad that if God doesn't step in, not even the believers would be saved. Wow. So he's going to step in before that happens. Mm. Why is it taking so long? Because God is trying to give everybody a chance. Mm. Yeah, he, he does desire all to attain the mm -hmm. salvation. So he keeps getting each day that goes by that this world continues to get worse and God continues to allow it. He's trying to give every person he can the chance to come to him. Okay. And that's mercy. Okay. What is, what is the difference then between being sinful and repenting for your sins and then taking advantage of God's kindness? Okay. Remember when the word repent does not mean apologize. Okay. A clear definition of repentance. I was going this way and I'm mm. going to make a U turn and start going the other way. Mm. That's when you repent. You actually make a turnaround okay. in your life. If you were a chronic liar, you're going to try your best to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Notice what I said try your best. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, you have to understand God made us so He understands how our mind works also. Mm -hmm. Three months to form a habit, three years to break it. Mm -hmm. You understand? Okay. So for me to get up in church and say, hey, I used to be a chronic liar. Now I want to give my life to the Lord. I'm not going to do that anymore. But not slip up mm -hmm. is unrealistic. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Everybody tends to look for perfection. Another thing that we need to start telling people when they give their life to the Lord also is you are going to be tried. You're going to go through some changes. I think we try to make everyone believe that everything is going to be hunky-dory and you're just going to be a good person all of a sudden. And that's not true. You have to be deprogrammed and reprogrammed. And mm. Bible study is a big way of doing it because okay. you believe what you read. So if you continue to study, those words become more dear to you and it becomes easier for you to follow those words. Mm. And you become more conscious of what you're doing and where you're going based on those words. So what, it, what, what we really are looking at then is a lot of times um, unneeded or undue pressure is put on persons that claim they want to follow the teachings of Christ. Yeah, so Ruckus, you, you're, you're also in the film. Yes. And you're a director. Yes. Your job as director is to put pressure on the actors and actresses yes, because to make them act the way you want them to act. Yes. That's what religion does. Mm. The word hypocrite actually means actor. This is true. That's what the hypocrite means. Yes. So if they want you to act a certain way, you need to watch that. They're trying to turn you into a hypocrite. Mm. God wants you to be yourselves. He mm. said he came. Jesus said, I came to set prison captives free. I'm going to unchain you mm. from all these laws that are saying you have to act like this. You can't eat this. Mm. There's, there's, a, there's a law in the Bible that actually says that if you're wearing cotton, you can't wear silk. You can't mix the garments, the, the fabrics together. Yeah, you can't mix fabrics. Mm -hmm. I mean, so so I mean, that's how deep it went. Every facet of your life was controlled by those six hundred and sixteen laws. Mm -hmm. Some of them are good because the mm -hmm. Bible says you ain't supposed to eat no bat. And yeah, they listen to that in China. <laughs> Maybe we wouldn't <laughs> be in the situation yet now. <laughs> but but I'm saying those six hundred and sixteen laws is, you know, something. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible would be found in first chapter of John and it says for the law came through Moses men mm -hmm. but grace and mercy came through Jesus Christ mm. give me the grace and mercy but I can't mm. deal with the law mm. it, uh, it's all I say it's all I say <laughs> 669 I, 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 I got I, I, problems well, of following well, the 10 commandments exactly <laughs> so, I mean even I would imagine a similar scenario happens place takes place even when it comes to the law of the land yes. um 
I believe we studied in school that the laws that govern, say, the Bahamas mm-hmm. are derived from biblical law. Yes, all over the world. So if that's 616 laws right off the bat, mm-hmm. and then, you know, there's some topics that were not an issue all those thousands of years ago, so we're adding on top of those laws. Exactly. So we're literally talking about thousands upon thousands of laws. There is no way (laughs) you could sit down and read all of those laws and then apply every single law to your life. Mm -hmm. Well, basically, it's only 10 that are written in stone, Ruckus. So 616 laws are done away with. That doesn't include Mm -hmm. the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. Now, notice how he wrote wrote them. Mm -hmm. God wrote them in stone. That means they're written in stone. That's where we get that thing from. Yes. written in stone. Those you can't get around. Mm-hmm. Those he's not, you know, a matter of fact, when Jesus came and did the Sermon on the Mount, he reinforced that law. Mm-hmm. He said, the Bible, the, the law says, you shall not kill. But I say, if you hate your brother without a cause, you're guilty of murder. Mm-hmm. Now says, you should not commit adultery. But watch this. If you look at a woman in lust, so what he's trying to do is damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. He's trying to cut to the heart issue. Now, the, the, the issue of the heart is something that we need to learn how to control. Pastor, mm. pastor, pastor, you can cost me go, go, to, go home and repent, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> that it, mean, you're hitting know, real I, hard. <laughs> I, I just need to let you know how easy it is actually mm. to be a Christian. Okay. Do I have it down pat? No, I don't. Mm. No, no, I don't. I, 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 would, I would go on national radio and say, if you're expecting perfection out of Garvey, you need to go someplace. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you may get me upset and I may have to tell you about yourself. Mm. You understand? What I'm if you mess with the wife, I'm going to have to fight you. You, you understand what I'm facts. saying? Like, like but, facts. All, all but, I'm saying is there's, there's a 12 gauge somewhere on this property. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is it's not as hard as everyone makes it out to be to be a Christian. To mm-hmm. be a Christian, a lot of it is up to you. Mm-hmm. It's not up to me. And all you have to do is really have a knowledge of God's word, accept Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior, and to accept him, you're accepting his word and his teachings as mm-hmm. true. Okay. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And whatever path you want to follow is the path that you choose to follow. I wouldn't say that I believe that there are many paths to God because I believe what I believe as far as Christianity is concerned, but I don't knock anyone else for going a different path. I admire them because I wouldn't even be willing to try to go that hard path. <laughs> I'll stick to the easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you know, that's and it comes in a nutshell, man. Christianity is not the problem. People mm-hmm. are the problem. Mm, okay. And the biggest problem is what does the Bible say? For lack of knowledge. Yes. When people perish. Okay. Okay. If you learn what God wants you to do, it wouldn't be that hard at all. Mm. Again, all I get and get wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Mm-hmm. And all I get. Hey. <laughs> anyway, see, you, you know the surprising. You see why we here? You see, the surprising thing about this all is when people hear me talk and they hear me preach, they actually look at me as if I'm preaching new doctrine when I'm not. Mm. You just again, like I say, you hitting truth, truth. And whenever I give the truth of what the Bible actually is saying, so that's just how much the word has been diluted mm-hmm. and the word has been. We, we, that, it, that, that's on us, you know. I don't blame the preachers; they only give the people what they want. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. one that likes to give the people what they need. And mm-hmm. if that means that I'll only be preaching to a congregation of 30 people, then so be it. Mm-hmm. I don't need the mega church. I wouldn't want that headache anyway. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But I don't need the big mega church. I would rather pastor 10, 15, 20 people that I know are going to heaven mm-hmm. than have a church with 10,000 people on it. That's questionable. Mm-hmm. It's only coming for a show. Mm-hmm. And if the choir ain't singing right, or if I don't hoot and holler and 
you know, do my Michael Jackson moonwalk <laughs> on stage. Yeah. They say it wasn't a good sermon. So mm-hmm. no, man. But what I'm giving is basically what I give in church. I don't have to shout at you to get the word of God to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to you the way that God has showed it to me. Mm-hmm. And then you can get the book and you can read it. And I can guarantee you, you'll see it the same way. Okay. Well, I mean, so I, is, 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 that's, that's, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, um, I believe it was the Bereans. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Peter or Paul that came to minister to them? It was Paul. It was Paul. Came to minister to them. They listened. They said, okay, you say that. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Made right here. Be coming right back. Mm-hmm. They went and read for themselves and realized what he was saying was true. Mm-hmm. And lined up with what they had already studied. Mm-hmm. And then the Bible says daily they, they search the scriptures. The, we call them the loyal Bereans. Mm. They were loyal to the word of God. Yes. And that's that's it right that's there. That's it right there. If more people became loyal to God's word mm. instead of loyal to their denomination mm. or their pastor. Because I, I, I would imagine that's the sentiment behind not all saying, Lord, Lord will attain to salvation. Ah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Mm. That's a shame, though, because he said some of them are going to be saying they did dynamics. Saying, I cast out spirits in your name. Mm. I did this. I did this. And he'll say, look, I didn't have a relationship with you. Why? In order for you to have a relationship with anyone, you have to talk and you have mm. to listen. Yes. You have to talk and you have to listen. Yes. Now, we talk as in prayer, but most of us don't get answers to our prayer because we're not opening the book to see what those answers are. Because if you read that Bible from cover to cover, every situation that you can find yourself in, mm. <laughs> every situation yeah. that you can find yourself in is spelled out in that Bible. Mm-hmm. And it tells what was done to avoid it, or it tells what was done after it, or most importantly, it tells what was done after to get mm-hmm. your life back with God. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we're, we're coming to the end of our interview with Mr. Gavi, but I do want to touch on one last thing before we move on. Um, I've had a chance to view a few marriages during this pandemic time, mm-hmm. and it always reminded me of um, some things that you shared with me. So, men and women want to be loved differently. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted you to kind of expand on that for me. How do men appreciate love? How do women appreciate love? And how do the two come together so that it can the, the marriage can be a little more successful? Okay, in a nutshell, men interpret love as respect. Mm-hmm. Women interpret love, their idea of love is total devotion. Mm-hmm. You know, men want respect. Women want love. Most, most, most women believe that men want love in return, but it, it's the way we interpret love. Mm. If you respect me, mm-hmm. I'll do anything in the world for you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a big problem because a lot of women are very disrespectful. Damn skippy. It. Mm. Now, men, I have to tell you this. In order for you to get that respect you want, that cost. Mm. You have to be able to provide all the needs. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> all of the needs N-E-E-D-S. that that woman has. The wants she would have to wait for. But it's your job in that relationship to provide the roof, to provide the food. Mm-hmm. The Bible says a man that doesn't provide for his family is worse, worse. than an unbeliever. I hope mm. Christians are listening to this because mm. if you got 
kids over here and a woman over here and you're not really providing for them, your Christianity is actually futile. It's, it's in vain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to, that cost, you have to be able to take care of a woman. Mm-hmm. And in return, that woman needs to take care of her man mm-hmm. and have respect. How can you respect? How can you expect a woman to respect you if you're taking your paycheck and you're blowing it here mm-hmm. and she's still got to go out and uh, the lights are off and ain't no food? No, but if you're doing your job, she'll respect you. Mm-hmm. Women, to the women, I, I have to say, you want to make your man happy, you respect him. Mm-hmm. Show him that you respect him. Now, I'm not saying bend over and kiss his behind because mm-hmm. we're supposed to be equals in the relationship, mm-hmm. but you respect my authority. I'd have to say one thing about my wife. She's willing to sit back and allow me to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And over the years, she has kind of gotten to the point where she'll let me make those mistakes and not continue to throw them in my face. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because, see, see, they'll throw them in our face, but we can't throw their mistakes in theirs, and that's unbiased. Yeah, see, know? that's probably the reason why I ain't married in no relationship now, because I try and it back at you, damn it. Okay. Now, here's a key for men. Men, what women want is unconditional love. In other words, when they cranky because their time is coming, you still got to love. You understand what I'm saying? Even when they turn when the they're going through their changes, yeah, you got to exercise that demon and keep going. I can show I you how to do that. <laughs> That's a different show. Maybe <laughs> you want something? No. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, you have to give them that unconditional love. Now, unconditional love. When a woman feels that, she'll stick with you forever because she knows that the way she looks is not a condition. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, what I was telling you earlier, the sex mm-hmm. is concerned. Because as a woman gets older. She's not going to maintain that youthful thing that you saw when you first met her. Mm-hmm. But if your love for her is unconditional, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying? Then she's more comfortable and she's going to continue to, you know. But is, is, is it then, is it fair to say that even a little piece of that should go both ways? Because a little piece of it should go both ways. If, if we're talking about respect, right? As a man, if you're in a relationship with a woman... Even if you're going to step out, there's even some lines there you shouldn't be crossing. Mm-hmm. But or, or even with, with women, you see what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. at least have enough respect. Mm-hmm. Don't bring this nigga in my house. See, yeah. there's not a two of y'all got he dead. <laughs> see, 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 see that, that shouldn't even end with you. Equation. Mm. You understand? If she respects you to your house at that point, mm. she's not going to give her body to anyone else full stop. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Because she's going to look at herself as a part of your house. Okay. You, you catch what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But in order for you to do that, man, you need to go. I tell all young men, if I can go back and turn 20 again, mm-hmm. I would take my time and work as hard as I possibly can. My dad told me this get my own house, my mm-hmm. own car, my own everything, mm-hmm. and let her step into my world. Ah. You understand what I'm yes. saying? Because a, a lot of men going out there and being actually being the providers, a lot goes out the door when you start bringing others in. Mm-hmm. And when she's doing this and she's doing that and she's doing that, or if she has a higher paying job and is paying most of the bills, faster so that respect goes because it's mm-hmm. no longer yours, this is ours. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to provide the home. Mm-hmm. If, if, if something would happen to my wife, God forbid, probably wouldn't remarry because I've done enough time. (laughs) (laughs) In a service sentence. (laughs) But if I were to remarry, I don't care what she has, she would be stepping into mine. You could put your house up to rent. You Mm -hmm. can keep that money. I'm not interested in what you do with your money. Mm -hmm. However, you're going to move into my house and that brings the respect because she's now in my house. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then another thing with that is she can never fix her mouth and say, get out of my house. She can say, get out of my room. 
but she can't say get out of my house because it's mine and you know, that's fine because i got a room over here or I'll crash on the couch because once you get in that relationship that bedroom is her office that's why i don't need the bed at all <laughs> there you go that's there you office, go I, mean, <laughs> i don't ask you to come down to garbage tools and clean my office <laughs> don't ask me to clean your <laughs> Man, uh, wow, wow! That, 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 but that is that is that's real talk. I can, I, can, I can tell you this right now, gentlemen. If any young man get his act together right now, if he were to financially get mm-hmm. his act together right now and stop chasing after a bunch of the foolishness that we um, chase after, mm-hmm. uh, actually get himself a place to stay, a decent car doesn't have to be that brand new whatever mm-hmm. but transportation and maintain a decent job he can pick and choose from any woman that he actually wants because there are women out there that are actually looking for that that has his act together mm-hmm. now you have the hair and the nail girls but if that's what you like that's close your boat they're easy targets because that only costs you a couple hundred bucks women who are looking for something long term are looking for guys who are serious it's just hard to find them mm-hmm. so the one person that has his act together actually has women kept coming after him Wow. that that is you've heard it yeah young man and then uh, i wish your girl was here so she could give me an amen on that but what it sounds like is when agent donny is back off assignment we need to have a part two of this interview I, I, that's what this really that's what this really starting to sound like i'm be more than glad to come in but relationship wise it's an easy one to deal with fellas it goes the same principle that i've been talking about since this entire this entire interview mm-hmm. that principle should carry over into relationships do unto others as you would have them do unto you mm-hmm. love your neighbor as yourself mm-hmm. and there's nobody that lives closer to you than your wife or your girlfriend mm-hmm. so if you don't want her cheating on you guess what you won't be cheating on her mm-hmm. that way you won't have to be worried about who's making love to your old lady while you are making love you understand what I mean yes yes so be true and honest to her and she'll be true and honest to you and i would say try to get a woman that has some sort of godly principles in mm-hmm. her life because mm-hmm. certain lines she won't cross as fast as somebody else as would well. cross them. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, certainly this has been um most educational especially for the men, but also for our sisters out there. I want to take this opportunity to thank uh Mr. Michael Garvey for being on Agents of Chaos today. Uh, is there any last words you would like to say to the people? No, I would like to say something to you. I'd like to personally uh, give you thanks for making the first pastor in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas an agent of chaos. <laughs> Watch out, <him, man. laughs> You know what that means? That means we move him in the spirit. Amen. <laughs> you guys, what I would say to everyone out there is give God a chance. Pick mm. up his book and read it. Stop looking at men and start looking at God because mm-hmm. there's no pastor in any church including me that's going to climb up a cross mm-hmm. and die for you. Mm. God will look for his grace and his mercy and he's a friend that you going to need. He's the same friend that you call on when you are doing wrong and you say, "Oh God, if you let me get away this one time." Oh <laughs> God, I can do it no more. I can do it no more. And that's the same God that is willing and and he let you get away with it. Think about it. Some yeah. of the things he say, "Okay, I'll let you get away with it." And he knew you wasn't coming to no church on Sunday. Why? So, he still his grace and mercy still goes through. And the Bahamas needs more serious-minded people that's willing to look in the word of God. Mm. and find out what he's going to do. And that's all I'm going to say. All right, all right. Well, again, thank you Mr. Darby for being on the show. Um one of the parting words I would like to say is um there is a definite 
difference, a separation between um, religious and spiritual. Mm-hmm. So, as Mr. Garvey pointed out, if you are, if if the religious isn't doing anything for you, maybe it's time to look over to the spiritual side. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen if you're allowing persons to tell you mm-hmm. what the Bible says, what the Quran says, what the Torah says, what the Menorah says, what the Babushka says. If you don't know it for yourself, how can you personally claim to have a relationship with whatever God you choose to worship? So I would encourage everyone, just like if you want to know the facts for yourself, you would either read it in a newspaper or search it up for yourself online. Mm-hmm. The same concept applies to whatever religious path you want to walk. Amen. So in being agents of chaos, and if you're considering yourself an agent, don't allow persons to influence your thinking. Develop your own train of thought mm-hmm. by searching out the facts for yourself. Amen. So... This has been Agents of Chaos. This is episode five. Our special guest has been Michael Garvey of Garvey Tools and Equipment Rental and New Life Christian Church. How, how do we find you online, Mr. Garvey? Um, just go to our Facebook page. It's NLCC Weston GB. Yes. And you'll get us right there. You help me set the page up, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all of the links for Mr. Garvey for New Life Christian Church, for Garvey Tools and Equipment Rental, um, will be in the show notes, so look for those, uh, Brother Leonard. Don't we do we do we do we have any special plans coming forward for Lepidus Podcast, Agents of Chaos? Anything comes to mind? Well, uh, releasing this Sunday will be entrepreneurship after the storm mm-hmm. with a very close friend of mine, Mr. Andrew Green. Mm-hmm. Um, he will be our special guest caller for that show on Limitless with Lord Leonard. Uh, just stay tuned. It will be released this Sunday. You can listen to it. All right. Uh, I do want to ask uh, Mr. Garvey, we, what we're going to do is we're doing a two-part series for that. Mm-hmm. So um, Leonard has someone that he wants to talk to. I have a number of people that I want to interview. Mm-hmm. Would you be open to giving your thoughts on entrepreneurship and um, business after Dorian? Yeah, I'd love to see my boy. You know, just tell me where you're going to be there. All right, all right. So y'all heard it here. All right, so this has been Agents of Chaos, episode five, that we said before. Uh, look for us on the web. Look for us on our website. The link will be in the show notes. I want to again thank uh, Chemist.net, Chemist Digital, Kenneth Monka, and Genius Radio. We are there as well. L- please look out for um, Entrepreneurship After the Storm. That is a two-part series between Agents of Chaos, and Limitless with Lord Lennon. I want to thank you all again for joining us. And the show will not be complete unless we do this.